0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. When Jesus left this earth, He never intended to leave us powerless. When He said, These signs will follow those who believe. In My name they will cast out demons, speak with new tongues, pick up serpents, drinking anything deadly it will not hurt them, or lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He gave us miracle power. Here in Pastor's series, You Are a Miracle Worker, taught as you've never heard it before, we study the two most powerful tools God's ever given mankind, gifts making us miracle workers, the name of Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do you have questions about this baptism? What speaking in tongues is all about? Or why is it that just at the mention of that holy name, every knee in heaven on and under the earth must bow? Their power now revealed to you with their anointing on you, in you, and flowing through you, God has truly made you a worker of miracles.
1: Now listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with the excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring you the testimony of God. He says, when I came to you, I didn't just come to you with good, with good preaching. Did you hear what I said? Good preaching is really, really important, and the church needs to be built, and the body of Christ needs to be built upon the preaching of God's word. It can't be built upon signs and wonders. It has to be built upon the word of God. But as a result of it being built upon the word of God, as a result of the word going forth, there should be something that's following, and that's called the demonstration of God's power. And Paul said this, he said, I didn't come to you just with the excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Look how honest Paul was. I guess that he would, in the present day church, he might get rebuked by some. I mean, you know, preachers often don't like to show the weakness that they, they, they endure or, or the, you know, the weak side of them. But Paul didn't. Paul was very, very honest about it. He said, I was with you and sometimes when I was with you, I was in weakness and I was in fear and in much trembling. And he was being very, very Uh, transparent before the people there's nothing wrong with a man of God or whether it be the preacher or the or the person sitting in the in the pew it doesn't matter it's okay to be transparent we don't live there we don't moan and groan about it we say look you know I struggle just like you struggle amen he said I I came to you in in weakness in fear and in much trembling I like that he said and my speech and my preaching My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human understanding. He said, my preaching wasn't just, you know, this this, uh, human ability that's gotten your attention. He said, but in the demonstration, look at the second part of verse 4, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. This teaches me something, that in our churches, we must have not only the preaching of the word, but we must have the demonstration of the power equally. The word ought to be preached and the spirit ought to be, the power and the spirit ought to be, or the spirit and the power ought to be demonstrated. What we've been seeing here in, in, and we've, over the years, we've always seen the demonstration of God's power in many, many different ways. Now we can't turn this power on. We can't fabricate it. If we fabricate it, we get into, into another word that begins with an F and that's called the flesh. And we mess it all up and, and, and it's, 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 it's terrible. It doesn't minister to anybody. But but in our services, when the Holy Ghost moves, then we've got to be willing and ready to move with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit wants to. The Holy Spirit is looking for an opportunity to back up the preaching of the Word with the demonstration of the Spirit and power. Hallelujah. You know, have you ever sat in a service and man, that was power. I don't know. It's just like something got all The minute I got into church and the music, something got all over me. I just felt the presence of God. Anybody ever have that experience in church that's the demonstration of the spirit and power how many how many uh, like we we had a couple of these services where people came forward and we saw you know a couple of weeks ago we saw some people just glued to the floor they couldn't move and we had them testify last week as to what was happening what was that that was the spirit and power that was the holy spirit demonstrating his power in the service People uh, reported getting healed, getting touched, getting ministered to. This is a demonstration of the spirit and power. And it even goes deeper than that. I I, I would like to believe how many times you sat in a service and it sounds like the preacher is preaching exactly to you all the time, right? Well, that's not, that's not with wise words of human understanding. That's a demonstration of the spirit and power. How could it be that you could have several hundred people sitting in a room, one man preaching the same word, but 700 people are hearing something differently? And each person could say, wow, it felt like they were talking to me. How could it possibly be? There's 700 people going through 700 different things at 700 different stages of life in 700 different places of life. And yet one word is preached and 700 people hear something differently totally different than the person next to them and feels like it, they're, it's be, being spoken directly to them. That's called a demonstration of the spirit and power. That, that's the Holy Spirit demonstrating his power. And I get this all the time. People say, Pastor, I felt like you were speaking exactly that message. Yeah, how you know, many times on a Sunday people come to say, that message was exactly for me. That message was exactly for me. That, I was thinking, gee, wow, oh my gosh. Who is the message for? If it was for him and for that one and that one, well, it must have been for everybody. But that's a demonstration of the spirit and power. That's not just an exercise of human ability. And why is that power, why is that ability there? Why is that spirit and power there? It's because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I couldn't do, I couldn't preach that way and hope that 700 people or 600 people or 500 people would hear 500 different uh, words directly to them if it weren't for the Holy Spirit working through. Now, see the same thing about you. You're going to go out into the world, open up your mouth. The Holy Spirit is going to start to demonstrate right where you are. You might see somebody struggling and the Holy Spirit's going to speak. to You put a little voice in your head saying, that person is struggling with depression. And you go over and you say, sister, you know, I don't mean to be forward, but I'm a, I'm a person of faith, and, and the Lord's just impressing upon me that you're really dealing with depression. May I pray with you? They go, oh, like how did you know that? How do you know that about my life? We know it by the demonstration of the Spirit and power, because we have the Holy Spirit in us. Now we don't play with these things. We don't go around trying to be prophets or prophetesses. <laughs> What's your call? What's your gift? What are you? Are, are you a prophet? Are you? A, I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. <laughs> This is what I am. I am whatever God wants me or needs me to be when he wants me or needs me to be it. That's what I am. I mean, there's schools of the prophets. Don't waste your time. School over here, school. Just be whatever God wants you to or needs you to be when he needs you to be it. Just be an available vessel unto God and God will use you powerfully demonstrating his powers through you. And, and most of these people proclaim, now I'm not talking about all of them, please understand, there are people, this is serious business, and there are people who are truly called to be prophets, and they do have a gift to, to prophesy, but, but I'll be honest with you, as I've been around these years, most of these people that claim to be prophets, they're, they're nothing but a bunch of false prophets, preaching out of the delusions of their own mind. I mean, you listen to them, it sounds like I had like, maybe too much pizza the night before or something. <laughs> Man, just be whatever God wants you to be, when and where He needs you to be. Just be an available vessel unto God, and know that it has nothing to do with you. You can't learn to be a prophet. You can't learn that. You don't go to school to learn how to be a school of the prophets, the school of the deceived, the school of those who've gone off the deep end. You don't learn to be a prophet. They took that out of the Old Testament. That's the, we're not in the Old Testament. There was a school of prophets in the Old Testament. That's not we're in New Testament times now. We're just called to be servants of the most high God. And there are these gifts, but the Holy Spirit uh, actually those gifts are given by, 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 by the Lord. And those, those gifts are given as he chooses and as he wants to and as he needs it. And listen, if, if, you're, if you're a prophet, if God has an anointing for you to be a prophet, you're, listen, there are gonna be a lot of people around you that are gonna know it, not just you. I'm called to be this. I'm, and people go from church to church to find somebody to understand their gift. If you have to go from church to church to get somebody to understand your gift, let me tell you what, you ain't got no gift. You ain't got it. It's not there. I don't have to prove that I'm a man. Everywhere I go, I'm a man. Why? Because I'm a man. It shows. It's evident that I'm a man. Right? I have to go around. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. I just show that I'm a man. Amen? I got the proof. You ain't got the proof, then don't try to force it. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. You're a nut. <laughs> glory to God somebody better say it you're a nut you're nuts you're a kook let's just say it the way it is you're a kook oh I've had people prophesy over me you see they want to see the demonstration of the spirit and power and, and I, I don't fault them for that I think that that's, that's good but you have to understand that this is as God wills and it's how God, we don't proclaim ourselves to be amen had people prophesy the craziest things over my life. I said, don't, don't don't even give me that, man. Just throw it into garbage. Don't listen to it. Plug up your ears. Run away from it. Just like, man, you're a kook. Kook, kook, kook. Kooky. Just just because we're charismatics and anointed by the Holy Ghost doesn't mean we're kooks. This is serious stuff. That's why you're better off just being quiet and just go out and be led of the Holy Ghost. And if you're not led of the Holy Ghost, don't try to lead yourself. You are anointed with power to go out and be witnesses, That doesn't mean we're to be kooky. Amen? So he says, Paul says, verse 4, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human understanding or wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And I like this verse in verse 14. He says, but the natural man does not understand, or the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he... Know them because they are spiritually discerned. So oftentimes the things of the spirit, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had people laid out on the floor, glued to the floor and can't get up off the floor. And I've had that experience in my life some years ago, but the natural mind can't understand. So that's ridiculous. Why are they glued to, they can get up. They're just, no, they are seriously glued to the floor. The human mind cannot understand the things of God. And if we're not careful, we don't understand something. We might reject it and pass it off as not being God. I like to say this, if it's real, it's going to bear fruit. If it's not real, it's just going to go away and there's no fruit. If there's fruit that comes from it, if people have a testimony and say, my life has changed. I don't know what happened, but my life has changed. Then I know that that's real. Right? But if some... Cook comes to me and you know oh I got a word from the Lord and I'm going to do this and do that and it means absolutely nothing to me and it doesn't change my life and it doesn't impact my life and I don't come out of that differently or don't nothing changes in my life for receiving that then guess what it's not of God the things of God change us the things of God even though we don't understand them make a major change in our life we come out different than the way we went in somebody give me an amen So that's the anointing upon you. Let's talk about the anointing in you for a few minutes. I don't have much time. Where'd all my time go tonight? Go over to 1 John. I'll just go real quick. 1 John chapter two. Is everybody all right? Chapter two and verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. What do you have? An anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. Now, that doesn't mean you're a know-it-all like some Christians I know. They know everything, man. You get around, you can't talk to them. No matter what you say, they one-up you. Hey, man, did you ever get around someone who's always one-upping you? They know everything. Get away from people like that. I want to be around people that are humble and pliable and teachable. Anybody who thinks they know everything is unteachable. And if you're unteachable, they're unreachable. That verse is not saying that. What that, says, what that verse is saying is that we have the anointing in us to discern all things. In other words, to discern whether something is of God or if something is not of God. We have an anointing as, as a result of receiving Jesus in your life and receiving the power of the Holy Spirit through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You now have an anointing in your life that gives you a, discerning, a, a discernment within you. To be able to discern the difference between the things of God and the things that are not of God. I remember some years ago, I was a very, very young believer. And I had re- received the Lord, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was in a meeting one time with this so-called prophet. And he came from somewhere upstate New York. And he was big around here many, many years ago. And a lot of people knew him. And um, if I mentioned his name, maybe some of you would, would know him. But maybe not because is going back a lot of years ago. I can't believe it's that many years Dear God, time is rolling away here. This is no good. I can't be that old. But anyway, it was that many years ago, quarter century ago. Ugh. Anyway, we were in a meeting, and he was a prophet, and you know, praying for people who were doing all we were. And this was just a small thing. But we were in a rented facility, and the guy who was in charge of this meeting was getting pressure from the people in this rented facility because the meeting was going on and on. Of course, he had to prophesy over everybody in the room. And, um, and I say that sarcastically because if you have to give a prophecy to everybody in the room, I, I mean, I, I would hope that somebody would have heard from God in the room, didn't need your prophecy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, anyway, the, the, the point of the story is that it was getting late and the, the institution wanted to close down. It was a rented hall and they needed to close down. The waitresses wanted to go home. The, the uh, cleaning people wanted to clean. And so the, the guy who was running the meeting went over to this prophet and said to him, excuse me, in the midst of it. He said, um, excuse me, he said, but the, we, have to, we have to leave. And he said, and this, this is what the, the prophet said, I'm not a man under anyone's authority. And I went, Whoa whoa, wait a minute, dear Jesus, something just leapt on the inside of me and I just knew that that was not of God. I don't care how godly a man he was. I don't care how, how anointed he was or how good his prophecies seemed to be. That revealed to me right there and then the heart of the man. And right there and then I knew I can't fuck because this man has a problem. He just, and he just went on. He didn't care. He just went on and went on and went on. And I thought to myself, there's something really wrong with that. This man thinks of himself more highly than he ought to. And if you sit under a ministry long enough, you listen, you're going to hear something. You're gonna, something's going to wince on the inside and say, wait, that's not, that can't be of God. Now, I was a new believer. I didn't understand, you know, that the word says that we need to be subject to all authority. When someone who owns the building says it's time to go home, it's time to go home. I don't care how anointed you are or how prophetic you are or who you're speaking to, it's time to shut the lights, turn the air conditioning off, get your coat and hat, and get out. Because we are men and women under authority. Remember, we're under under God's authority. We're under natural authority, right? That's what we're supposed to do. But that, you see, that revealed the heart of the man. And then I began to hear, you know, some crazy things and watch them do some crazy things and prophesy some crazy things. And every time I sat in those meetings, something just winced on the inside. Something jumped. Why? Because we have an anointing in us from the Holy One that you may discern and understand all things you'll understand what's of God and what's not of God. When You don't even have to really have that much Bible knowledge because the Holy Spirit is the discerner in you. Now, as you get the, the knowledge of the word, this is going to work at a higher level and you're going to be able to pinpoint and say, that's not of God because I know this is what the word of God says. And that can't be, that, that doesn't, that's not consistent. So you know all things. The other way that this anointing in us works, from the, it gives us a supernatural ability to understand when we study the word of God, and I believe when we study everything, Brother Hagin used to say that when he got baptized in the Holy Ghost, up to that point, he was a terrible student. But when he got the baptism in the Holy Ghost, he went back to his studies and he became an A student in everything that he studied. That he just began to excel and understand things at a level they he didn't understand before once he got baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, so this anointing that we receive is from the Holy One, and you know all things. And um, he says here in verse 27, he says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. And it is true, and it does not lie, and just as it is taught you, you will abide in him. So there again, it shows us that this anointing is gonna teach us. Now, this doesn't mean we don't need anybody to teach. It doesn't mean we don't, this throws away the teacher or the pastor. No, what it means is that even if I didn't have a pastor, even if I didn't have a teacher... The Holy Spirit is my teacher. Even if you do have a pastor, even if you do have a teacher that's teaching you the word, the Holy Spirit still is the teacher. And as much as I can sit here and impart the word to you, you need the anointing in you to really grab hold of it, to understand it at a level where it becomes life-giving to you and not just a bunch of head knowledge. Can somebody give me a better amen? That's what the anointing in you is all about. The anointing in you is all about the Holy Spirit teaching you and guiding you and directing you. So when you hear something that's wrong, you say, that's wrong. And let me, ta- let me, let me say something. I'm never going to get to my last point because we've got to close. But let me, let me just tell you something. Obey the check in your spirit. <laughs> Learn to obey that little wince that you get on the inside when you're out in the, in, 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 among the world or wherever you are and you hear something that just doesn't quite measure up. G- listen, don't judge the person. Don't condemn the ministry. What you need to do is to go study the word. And let me check this out and see if this is consistent with what God says. Because sometimes, you know, we think that we're getting checked by the Holy Spirit, but it's just our lack of understanding of the word. But often when you feel that check, you better obey it. You better go study. You better go back to the word. You better go ask. You better, better pray. You better, don't just pray, study Did you hear what I said? Some people say, well, I'm just going to go pray about it. Don't go pray about it. Go study about it. Find out if what you just witnessed was consistent with the word. Pray definitely, but get to the word because everything's got to go back to the word. Right? This is the final authority right here. Amen? God's word. So you have to go back to the word. I mean, there are people sitting sit in a meeting like this, you talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, say, oh, I've, I've got a check in my spirit about it. No, you don't. You have a religious demon that's just rattling your brain. There's no check, it's in the Word. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. And go on to reset. This promise is for you, for your children, for your children's children, and for all, for all those who are far off, all those that the Lord thy God may call. It means it's for everybody just cuz your religion didn't teach you or your church didn't teach you about the Bible cuz they're afraid of it doesn't mean that it doesn't it's not truth. Hallelujah, glory to God. So the anointing that's in you is there to teach you and to instruct you and to guide you and to help you to be able to discern between what is God and what isn't God. Isn't that awesome? God's God has protected on every on every front. Come on, glory to God. Put your hands together and give him the praise and the glory. The Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit upon you. Holy Spirit upon you is for you to be a witness. That's the empowerment. The believer's the believer's anointing. Say, I have the believer's anointing. To be a witness. witness. Now say I have the Holy Spirit in me to guide me and teach me. me Ooh, glory to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the awesome power of the Holy Spirit that's in us and on us and all over us that we're not just ordinary people just tossed by every wind of doctrine, but we have the Holy Spirit, the great stabilizer, the great keeper of our heart, the one who teaches us and guides us and protects us and has us sealed. I thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit that's in us and abides with us. Father, tonight I just pray for all of these fine people that are here tonight. I just pray, Lord, that every one of us will grow to a deeper place of knowledge and understanding of how you work with us and through us and that we will walk in this world with power fearlessly overtaking every every offense of the enemy that we see in every person that we come across I thank you that signs will follow us wherever we go, and the demonstrations of your power will be evident through our lives as we just humbly submit to your will and to your leading and to your guidance. I thank you tonight, Father, for this word, and I thank you, Master, for the hearts that this word has been sown upon.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.